Hey guys, you have tuned in to Shani's Talks Life and Business. This is our first episode and we have our special guest here, Rafaniel Jimerson of Stamper Signings. What's going on? What's going on? I appreciate you for having me on today. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be your first guest. That's what's up. So as you guys know, I just finished up my CEO wellness event. First event ever and it was a blast. And this was also your first event speaking. How was that for you? Yeah, uh, first off, thank you so much for uh, having me as your, as your speaker for your event. Um, I'm humbled. Uh, I'm appreciative. And I'm also grateful to have the opportunity to speak, for your, um, speak at your event. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Uh, as far as the experience, uh, again, this is my, my first time actually speaking in front of, the, uh, in front of a group of people for, you know, for a speaking event. So... So a little nervous in the beginning, because again, I don't know what to expect. You know, how, how are people going to be receptive to the information? How are they going to just be receptive to you in general? But I try not to think too much of it. I just want to get up here and just try to lead with value and to share my story and what I've been through as far as my journey goes. And hopefully they could uh, relate to it and take something from it. Good, yes. So I wanted to know, like, how do you build relationships in business? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know if there's a right question for that. I think it's a multitude of ways that you can build relationships in business. Um, it's definitely the hardest thing to do in business is to build relationships with other uh, professionals and business owners. I think uh, what's worked for me was, well, is um, just leading with give, with, with the mentality of giving first before asking for anything. So, um over my journey, especially in the last couple of years or so, uh, I've gotten education and gotten training on networking and building relationships. And so I just take those, uh, just took those, um, those skills and try to apply it to the real world, you know, real situations. Hmm. Sometimes the relationships, they work out, they, they grow. Um, you connect with certain people, but then there's some times where it's just a, the, the situation is just not a fit, you know, and that's, and that's not a bad thing, you know, so... I think really just building relationships just come down to just being patient, um, leading leading with uh, give, <clears throat> leading with giving, then you know with the intention of giving, then receiving, and then as you continue to send, send business to those people that you want to network with and build that relationship with, and I think that's when you start to see those seeds harvest. Okay. Well, when did you find out that notary was the type of business you wanted to get into? Um, how do I know? Uh, so pretty much, uh, when I had the, uh, the intentions of actually starting a business, I was actually going to start a private security firm because I had a, I, well, I had a career as a private security guard. And obviously when you start a business, you're going to start with something that you know already. Right. And so when I found out how much capital I would need to raise <laughs> in order to start the business, and I didn't really have any skills of as far as learning, of knowing how to raise capital, I just thought, all right, well, what would be the next thing? So my mom's been working with the government for over 20 years, and she was also a notary in the, oh, at some wow. point in her business. Shout out uh, to moms. Yeah, shout out to moms. Um, I don't know during that time if she did too many assignments, but I know that's what you can do, and I know that's how you can get paid you know, for to start a business. So I was like, man, let me do some research. So at the time, I was working graveyard shift 
uh, doing security. It's like pretty much nothing going on for the night. Uh, went on Google, just did some research. I don't know how verified the source was, but I want to know how much independent notaries make per year. And when I seen 50,000, which is just what my mindset was at the time, and I'm probably only making about 40 to 42,000 around that time. I said, wait, I can get paid $50,000 a year just to stamp a document? That's it? <laughs> I don't got to deal with the politics and none of the nonsense of the stuff I was dealing with at the time? I yo, sign me up. So that same night, I paid, uh, made the investment. Like, I didn't even think about it. It's like, yo, this is, this is my pathway. This is my exit out of here, out of doing security. And I've done it, and I made the decision to move forward with it and have a look back since. Okay, but didn't you have, like, other businesses that you tried to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so those business, other business ventures came after I launched my notary career. Um, I was under the impression when I launched my notary career that I was going to have a bunch of clients uh, hounding me down to not notarize their documents. I was going to make a million dollars in my first year and had these wild expectations. And when they didn't work out like that, uh, I didn't handle that. I didn't handle that pretty well. So um, I just had what is... I started to have what is called shiny shiny object syndromes when you find something new. It's like, oh, this is something I want to do. So I got into uh, reselling on Amazon, uh, doing eBay. I thought that was pretty cool to do that, but I stopped doing that for a while because just a lack of patience. Uh, I had a vending machine business that I started during the pandemic. Uh, as of right now, I'm not currently doing that, but it's a good business to be in. It just didn't work out. And then I was also doing uh, working as an insurance agent and also independent insurance agent. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So uh, what else did we do? And I did some Uber and live here and there. But one thing that was consistent throughout the throughout the, that time frame from when I left my job until now was the notary business. I still kept my commission. So I would start to get business to start to pick up year after year. But I wasn't giving it time to breathe. Mm. So I was just so impatient. So. Yeah, I've done those other businesses, but now I've dropped all of those and just continue to just focus on notary only. Okay. So what helped you with patience now? Uh, wow, that's a great question. What has helped me with being more patient? Um, uh, I want to say surrounding myself with other like-minded individuals. Uh, when you're in entrepreneurship, it can be it's a really lonely journey. You really you isolated, isolated, especially from other family members and friends who may not doing the same thing. Yes. So when you try to have those conversations with them about what you're going through within your business, they can't relate. Right. And so when you feel like no one can give you the right answers, um, that's when you, you get you get in a space of depression. You start to feel like you start second guessing yourself. You don't know mm-hmm. if you actually made the right decision. And um, once I started to surround myself with great people, like being a part of a mastermind group and joining networking groups and seeing other, you know, whether they're sales professionals or other entrepreneurs and business owners, and you start to see how they operate and then just listen to their stories. I mean, their stories is my story. They've been, they've been, they've had situations where they felt like they wanted to quit and want to give up and, and they persevered. And so I would ask them questions about, okay, what were some things that I can do? I've been dealing with this, uh, this issue. I said, like, what is, what are some things that you did to get over that? And a lot of it really would just take a time to meditate, uh, taking 10 to 15 minutes to yourself, just put the phone down, stop watching TV, get off social media. Yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> that's a big one. Definitely uh, social media. 
um, stop comparing yourself to other people's journeys. You don't yes. know what other people went through, you know, to get to where they're at now. You know, so just putting things in the proper proper perspective. And also, too, I just try to be in alignment. You know, when I say alignment, just pretty much being in alignment spiritually and uh, mentally. And sometimes physically as well. <laughs> you know, where I want to be at, I'm not in the best physical shape. But as far as mentally and spiritually, I just try to be in alignment with myself and, and just put things in this proper perspective that things are going to take time. I have to be patient. It doesn't happen overnight. And then, yeah, I would say that's how I was able to um, get my get, get, get in a space where I'm more patient now when wanting to let, let, uh, let, let things play itself out. So I probably should have asked you um, before, but so what made you say, like, being an entrepreneur is for me? Was it because you were just so upset with your W-2 job? Like, what was that? Like, what clicked in your head? Like, I'm about to be an entrepreneur. Uh, what clicked for me was I wasn't going. I wasn't going to apply for another job. Um, it was business or bus. I felt like I had to do it out of necessity. Um, I've gone through that process of applying for 10, 15 jobs, and not even getting a call for an interview. I mean, damn! I applied for Target and get an interview. I applied for Walmart to get an interview. So I was at a point where it's like, yo, it's it's, it's this or bus. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm a if I'm gonna do anything, I'm gonna just bet on myself and roll with the punches with it. So, so pretty much, I made the move out of necessity. Like I felt I had to do this. I didn't want to go through the politics and anything in that nature. Because in my career, um, working as a, as a private security guard, I've gotten fired and gotten let go from positions, and I felt like I never got a fair shot. So why would I put? Why would my? Why would I subject myself to that type of stuff again? Right where I feel like mm-hmm. whoever I go to, yeah, they may they may want to hire me in the moment, but if something doesn't you know doesn't go the way they feel like it should, my job can be at risk. So I don't want I didn't want anybody to be in in control of my future. I want to put that into my own hands. I feel you on that. Yes, that's the same reason I became one as well. Absolutely. So you have a signing service. Yeah, uh, shout out to Stanford Signings. <clears throat> we started I started the agency. Um, July of 2021. Okay. I was doing, um, so you just had your anniversary. Yeah, just had our anniversary recently. Um, man, time flies. Time flies. Um, yeah, I was working in some financial services. I was, just to be honest, I sucked. I was pretty much trash. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't get a client to save my life. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Couldn't get an application to save my life. I'm sitting down with people. They say, yeah, I'm willing to move forward, trying to set them up with term policies and whole life policies. But I don't know. I don't think my communication skills were up to par. I wasn't great at you know articulating the problem. And so, again, while I'm doing that, I'm still getting, I'm still getting signings coming in. Because at this point in 20... Uh, in 2021, the notary business is, is just, it's, I'm, it's, I've gotten, I had gotten more business that year than at any point within my, within my career as a notary. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm already in a few, I'm already in a couple of uh, networking groups. And any of you know, in those groups that I would visit, there was no notaries. I know how to network because I've been doing this for about a year now into it. <clears throat> so I thought, well, maybe I should uh, decide to just, just go all in and stop doing this. And so, yeah, I said, I said, I said I'm out. I'm going to go all in with the notary uh, agency. 
and I didn't actually get my first signing that we actually um, hired a notary for from, I want to say the first one we got was in October, October or November. So when I finally did it, and then from there we haven't looked back to now where we just not, we went from just a, just a local area where we served a couple of clients locally, then we expanded to regional, to now we've done signings in all these other states, whether it's Texas, New Jersey, New York, um, Virginia, I mean, literally all over the place. And that was just like in a year. So it happened pretty fast. Um, but yeah, well, we still got a long way to go. So how do you like market yourself as a signing service to these companies? Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, typically what I do is if I'm meeting someone, uh, if I'm happy to meet someone I want to do business with, and one of the things they're going to ask you is, what do you do? Mm-hmm. You know? My, my elevator pitch, which every notary should have, is elevator pitch. If you don't know what that is, that's just a 30 to second second pitch, uh, basically telling uh, that a person uh, what you do, what your name is, what's your business, and what do you do. So pretty much I will let them know. It's like, hello, my, um, I'm Rafael Jimerson, owner of Stanford Signings. We help streamline the process of finding notaries for your signings. And then I would say, well, we have over a team of 300 notaries where we can have a notary available for you at a moment's notice for your trust documents, power of attorneys, loan closings, anything of that nature. And so I would let them know like offhand. Now, there would be situations where I would have clients, but they would ask me. They didn't know I was running that agency, but they would say, like, hey, we have a signing in this area. Would you happen to help us out find a notary? So, of course, I can do that. And so that's how I would let clients know, just letting them know, like, hey, we either we this is a this is a service that we can provide for you if you have clients in other states, or if it's in, or in other areas that you're not familiar with, or I would just let or if that would just have clients that would just ask me it's like hey I have a I have a I have a signing coming up in Virginia um, would you be able to help me find a notary up there? So of course that's what we do. So yeah that's how I um yeah that's I mean that's pretty much how I pro how I how I approach it. A lot of it just like networking. Uh, just getting the like, virtual networking groups, getting introductions to people who I want to work with, and I just let them know offhand that's the type of business uh, that's the type of business that we run. So when you have like a signing that's like locally, like because you're in Stockton, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say you assigned it to a notary and they cancel at the last minute. Do you do the signing instead, or how does that work? What's that process? So if it's local. Uh, I'm going to be pissed that the notary canceled at the last minute. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> but if it's local, yeah, I'll knock it out. Uh, if it's a situation where I've actually had this happen, where I had a signing, well, I'm here, in, well, I live in San Joaquin County. The signing I have was in Santa Clara County. So anyone that's familiar with the California or Bay Area in general, it's, uh, San Joaquin County is probably about an hour and 30 minutes away from Santa Clara County. So we had a signing out that way, and the notary that I hired, she canceled. She canceled. I want to say an hour before the appointment. Ooh. And um, finding notaries is pretty difficult in Santa Clara County. Like really difficult. Why is that? Really difficult. Um, I just think because, I mean, quite frankly, the notaries are pretty pricey. I think that's really what it is. Like they want. They want the whole fee. Yeah, they want the whole <laughs> fee. You know, and then they're not keeping in mind that yo, I mean. This is not your client. Exactly. You know, if we're, if we're passing you the business, you know, we we are we. If we're passing you business, like we still gotta be profitable as well. Correct. You know? Even though you are gonna get the bulk of that money, which is a given, 
when you're going to get a bulk of the fee, that is a given. But at the same time, we still have a business to run. I still have payroll. I still got other uh, things that we have to cover as well. You know, so we had a notary that uh, canceled at the last minute. It was very difficult to find a notary for that time, but I ended up having just to refund the client just let them know, like, hey, we're not able to find a notary for you. We're going to have to cancel this signing. Man. Yeah, so that sucked. I got yeah. A, I got a two-star rating behind that. Thank you. It was on Thumbtack, not on Google. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And see, that's, like, what's hard for me. It's like I want to start my signing service, but, you know, it's like your business is like your baby, yeah. right? And you know that... Like, somebody is not going to take it as seriously as you, right? Because yeah. I have, like, 33 five-star reviews on Google. And then it's just like, that would just hurt my little heart. Yeah. <laughs> if, you know, I hire a notary to do a signing, and then they just don't take it as seriously because it's not their business, yeah. you know? Yeah, I think um, one of the things that, that you have to do is, like, you have to do your due diligence. You got to bet the notaries because um, every notary, I mean, the, the notary that you hire, they're a reflection of your agency, so... You could be the greatest notary. Your process is on point. But if you hire someone that's supposed to fulfill the signing on behalf of you, mm-hmm. you know, that's the person who they're going to see. Right. So they do a bad job. They're not going to go to that notary's page and leave a horrible review. Yeah, they go into yours. Go straight to your page. So with that in mind, um, you got to do your due diligence. I like to folk, I like to like like do the groundwork, do the organic work. Could I go to other notary directories, uh, the signing orders, the snapdots snap of the world to hire a notary? Yeah, I absolutely could. Mm-hmm. But I'd much rather work with someone that I know already. You know, because if I'm working with you, you know, more than likely, you're not going to make me look bad. Right, like, so when you meet these notaries at networking events and right, stuff I, like yeah, that. Yeah, a lot of them, yeah, some of them I meet at networking events, but a lot of them is just I meet them through, um, like, social media. Oh, okay. Um, just a lot, just, you know. They shout can, out to social media. Yeah, shout out to social <laughs> media. They connect with the content that I create sometimes, and then they'll just reach out to me. And then also, too, I, I do my, I also reach out to notaries myself. So if I see a new notary that follows me, I reach out to them. I'm, I'm going to ask them, how did you find me? Um, are you, I, find, I see that you're a notary. What areas do you service? Uh, what uh, what services do you specialize in? And then I'll invite them to my group. And so whenever we have a sign-in, I just post it up there and see if they're available. But also, too, a lot of life goes into that as well. You can also give them a call, have a personal conversation with them to learn a little right. bit more about them or whatnot. Just so we have a personal touch. I suppose I'm just randomly hiring a notary just based off their profile and just hoping that it works out. You know? Right. But, but yeah, I like to have the relationship. I like to actually know the notaries I'm working with first. And if they can't do it, they typically refer me to someone that they know and trust that'll do it as well. So that's yeah. cool. Yeah. So my question is then: so when it's an out of state signing and mm-hmm. they cancel last minute, like how is that process? Because that's I know that got to be hard. Yeah, um, well, that's a great question. I don't think I've I don't think I've had no one out of state cancel on me. Knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, we knock on wood right now. I don't think I've had anyone. Uh, out of state cancel on me at the last minute but I have had someone here in California where they couldn't take it on but it was because they caught COVID and thank, oh, okay. and thank God it was like a, a day before the signing oh perfect you know the yeah. few way to say hey I just say hey, I forgot to tell you I caught COVID and it's probably two hours before <laughs> the signing goes it's like alright you really put me in a tough spot you know obviously I'm going to be respectful of your health your, your health yes. situation that's I mean your health comes first before anything but at least give me a heads up first you know, but uh, but yeah, I haven't had anyone cancel out of off. I mean, out of out of state. You know, uh, thank God. 
Right, because, man. <laughs> yeah, and even if they, I mean, if they do cancel, um, I would much rather, I mean, I'm not tripping. If, I'm not going to make a big deal out of it if you cancel. I would just much rather for you to um, let me know ahead of time. You know, if you give, if you can give us like a three-hour, four-hour note, even a twenty-four-hour notice, then for me, I could work with that because I could just go straight to my database and say, "Hey, uh, is anyone available?" As a matter of fact, I actually had someone that went the same one that said she wasn't able to do it because of COVID reasons. She actually referred me to a notary that she knows that could do it. Oh, that was good. Yeah, so 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 since she's done that, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm always work with her. So yeah, I right. think she sent a few assignments to her after that. So oh, that's great. Yeah. So where do you see yourself in your business in the next five years? Um, next five to ten years, I see us continuously continuously expanding. Um, I wanted to actually dab, dabble more into the fingerprinting side of the business. Um, I just I got found? my certification for that too. Yeah, um, yeah. Here in California, you gotta, you got definitely gotta have your certificate to roll the finger, do roll, roll your fingerprints. But in other states, they don't require you to have a certificate. So there are some states where they don't. Nice. require Nice. Yeah, California is the only state where they, we, they, we got to jump through hula hoops. Right. And, and, <laughs> and do all the other stuff just to provide a service. But in other states, they don't have to do that necessarily. Have to do that, you know. So um, right now, I've, I've, partnered, I've partnered up with the uh, Shout to Shanika, uh, the Fingerprint Connect. So okay. hopefully we want to be able to, you know, as far as like how we hire notaries for signings, we want to be able to hire fingerprinting techs for fingerprinting jobs as well. Nice. Um, so I see us doing more of that, um, continue, continuing to expand uh, my, uh, our program, the online community of the Stampin', the Stampin Academy. I would like to be able to um, bring on instructors to teach their respective niches, whether if it's weddings, apostilles, or if you're, not, you're great at SEO, or you're great at loan closings, I would like to have other people come in to be able to teach those classes. And then also, I want to be able to get into the uh, software space to where we're helping notaries get leads. I know that's been a huge problem. Uh, one of the hugest complaints that I've seen with uh, with Thumbtack is, you know, not, you know, you're getting those leads, but you're not able to close on them. They're not exclusive. So I'd be able, love to be able to get into that side of the business where we can help notaries get more business without having to feel like they got to do the cold marketing all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's yeah, that's where I see us. That's where I see us in the next five to ten years. Okay. Do you have a mentorship program? Uh, yeah. I, uh, do we have a mentorship program? Um, it's funny because I don't like to view myself like as a mentor or nothing like that. I have people that call me mentor, uh, call me a mentor, but I don't view myself as that. I view myself as someone that's you know that's on the same level as you. That's wanting to give the game to you. Like mm-hmm. I've had people, like I've had the privilege of people paying it forward to me when they absolutely didn't have to do that. And so for them to pass pay it forward to me when they didn't have to, I'd be foolish not to do the same for the next person. Right. So, um, as far as like any any information or how to grow your business or how to acquire certain clients or whatnot, I encourage you to enroll in the Stampin' Academy, um, where we're going to show you whether you want to book loan closings, if you want to learn how to launch your own notary agencies, signing service, you want to learn how to book more estate plan signings, if you want to do content creation, if you want to learn how to create your own ebook, if you want to learn how to put out podcasts or how to market yourself on social media. Those are things that we can show you as well. Um, just go to the Stampin' Academy. No, actually, www.stampinacademy.io and enroll. And once you enroll, uh, you get access to me as well. 
Um, I'll try to make myself accessible for anyone that has questions or anything of that nature. I know how hard it is to get, get your questions answered. So, right. Yeah, if anyone has any questions, anything I can do to help you, yeah, tap in with us. And we also going to make sure we help you get business as well. Cool. And so with all this business you got going on and what we just did, the CEO Wellness event, you know, I have to ask you, what do you do for self-care? What do I do for self-care? Um, you know, it's interesting. Self-care, um, you know, I like to take naps. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean, that's a form of self-care, yeah. though. It is. Get your rest in. Yeah, because um, I have a bad habit of not listening to my body. And, and sometimes I will try to push things through because I, you know, I tend to be a little bit hard on myself at times. So I could be like, oh, why are you, why are you being soft? Like, stay up, do what you're supposed to do. But then, you know, if I'm not, you know, I'm, I mean, if I'm not at my peak self, you know, physically, I cannot be able to give, you know, the best. I'm, I, how would I be able to produce the best results possible? Yes. So there's times where, you know, if I'm waking up pretty early in the day, if I got to take a nap. My body's like, yo, just shut it down for like a quick 30 minutes up to an hour, you know, to be able to finish out the rest of your day. Then, you know, so so be it. That's what I'm going to do. And, and then I'm not going to feel guilty about it because I would do it, but I would feel guilty about it because I just didn't understand it. But now I have a better understanding of why I'm a little bit tired and I need to actually, you know, reset, hit the reset button. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, if, I, if I'm feeling sleepy, yeah, I'm, I'm going to yeah, bust a nap real quick. <laughs> real quick. Yeah. Real quick. That's my form of self-care. Okay. So what other speaking engagements do you have coming up? Uh, uh, our mutual friend, Ray Charles, Ray Nettie. Shout out to Ray. Yes, the we'll, notary gal. Yeah, the notary gal. Shout out to her. Shout out to Selena as well. Yes. Uh, we'll be, uh, I'll be speaking at her event, the notary uh, SoCal Social. I'll be down there in LA. Part two. Yeah, part two. I missed the first event. I had to miss the first one for my daughter's birthday weekend. But I'll be definitely be down there as well. And that um, is August 27th. Yeah, it'll be August 27th. Um, yeah, I'll be down there uh, speaking as well. Hopefully get y'all a longer piece. Hopefully get the people a longer presentation. And, um, yeah, just trying to come in just with the intention of just leading with value. You know, um, that's a concept that I'm really bought into, it, just really giving value. I really used to be really transactional, like show me the money. If it's right. about the money, I'm not trying to hear about it. Yeah. But, you know, but you know, you can only, you can only do that so much. And so I just try to really lead with value, just giving a lot of free information, things that I can do to help people out within their business. And that's what we got coming up. And I will be speaking at another uh, speaking engagement, but that's still under wraps, so I can't speak about it yet. Oh, okay. I can't speak about that one yet. You know, when it's announced, and yeah, I will be able to talk about it. But yeah, we have the Notary SoCal Social coming up. And then I have another speaking event this year. Uh, I want to say probably more than likely in the fourth quarter. All right. Well, I just want to say thank you, Rafaniel, for everything, actually, like because you have helped me get out of my comfort zone. You know, I was just like, I'm never doing a reel, right? <laughs> Ever. <laughs> and you was like, you got to give me a video day. And I'm like, is he crazy? But I'm so happy um, because with me getting out of my comfort zone, you helping me do that. I was actually helping other people, too. I had got a call from a friend. And they was just like, oh, my God, you did a reel? Because they know, like, I never wanted to be on video. That's just not my thing. I'm behind the scenes type of person. And so they was like, watching you grow was helping them grow, too, and get out of their comfort zone. So I just owe that to you. I respect you. And I just want to say thank you. And thank you for just, 
you know, agreeing to be my speaker, agreeing to be on my podcast. And I know you have to get going, so we're going to wrap it up. Appreciate you for having me on. Before we wrap up, um, I'm proud to see what you've been doing. Because like I said, just a couple months ago, you know, you probably wouldn't even do it, but even had the thought of you even doing a real like, right. stuff that you're <laughs> our podcast and be like, are you, you got to be crazy, right? Right. But like you said, for you to be able to step outside your comfort zone and be willing to embrace it, you know, and just say, hey, what's the worst that can happen? You know, and it's a, and, and it's a, it's a trip with the things that come, that what comes out of being uncomfortable. I mean, what comes out of you just being uncomfortable and willing to, you know, push yourself forward, you know, just being in that zone. So definitely want to give you props. Only thing I did was just, you know, just let you know that, hey, you can do this and you did the rest on your own. So got to give you all the credit. Thank you. Well, all right, guys, that is our first episode. So tune in next time for Shanice Talks Life and Business. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.